This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. The Cubby House is a show about two cub-identifying guys exploring the big and hairy issues in and around the bear community. This program is designed for a mature audience. It may contain adult themes, sex and drug references, and of course, coarse language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Cubby House on Joy 94.9. It's the 28th of January and I'm Cookie. And I'm Kevin. Cookie, did you forget the name of our show? No, just a general mental blank, blackout, hiccup, fart moment. You have many of these. You have many of these. I'm just going to give everyone a fair warning. Um, I'm recovering from bronchitis this week, so I will be coughing my way through this entire show. And that's fine, because I'm recovering from Party Out Festival mode i've been to most of the bear fest events over the last week so well one of us had to go to most of them and i just you know piked on everything Uh, and i had to make up for you not being there of course so (laughs) i'm just pooped that's why we're going to go through a fair few things tonight which hopefully we're going to be letting other people talk particularly (laughs) we don't do this we don't let anyone else talk uh that's why we've got two guests on one being uh, sparky who we'll be introducing later and we've got uh, the new president of Brisbane's joining us on the phone. Yes, the very later spunky on. Colin. Yes, yes. Uh, but we'll also be uh, kicking off with uh, Kink Corner a little later on in the show. And uh, particularly getting Sparky in because he was one of the contestants for the Midsummer Mooning. So yes. I, I've never been backstage at one of those events. I want to see what he says about him. Very, very interesting. We'll also be covering uh, a section on why your favourite TV shows get cancelled. One of my favourite TV shows got cancelled and I'm angry about it. Hey, so, so how, how angry, sorry, was that? I'm angry. <laughs> very <laughs> quite, suppressed, quite suppressed anger there. Quiet, Cookie, <laughs> yes. We do have a discussion topic for tonight's show, though. We do? We do. We well, always have a discussion topic for tonight's come show. Come on, and don't delay. What is it? I'm quickly bringing up the Facebook page if I didn't write it down. Okay. Uh, it is discussion topic for tonight's show. What is your favorite fun cardio exercise? Want to have your say on the Cubby House project? Contact us through Facebook at facebook.com slash the Cubby House. The Cubby House project on Joy 94.9. What about uh, our guests who's uh, joining us for the whole show? Hello, Sparky. Hi, guys. Hello. You need to eat that microphone. You need to bring it a little bit closer to your mic. Caress it. Make love to it. No, seriously. A bit closer. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone thinks I'm joking when I say that, but I'm like, can you see? My beard beard is touching it and caressing my (laughs) microphone. If you had a beard as as wonderful as mine, yours should be doing the same. I'm sorry, I'm a little bit too twinky to have a beard like that. <laughs> we'll just forget you said that. that. That's fine, but you chase everybody who has the beards to make up for it, don't you? I do, and I, I have a horror reputation for that. Horrible? Not okay, in not this studio. Hmm, good point. <laughs> yes, for those who doesn't don't know Sparky, Sparky is actually a bear chaser. Yes, yes, I am. Yes. 
Wonderful, wonderful. Now, we've deliberately invited you on, one to mock you mercilessly with the next <laughs> quiz that's coming up. You've been uh, courageous to do we're this. We're doing thing, this yeah. quiz again, aren't we? We are going to do this quiz again. All right. And I've deliberately written it with Sparky in mind. I want you to name the tunes. That's right, gen- ladies and gentlemen. I've created a list of tunes, and their names are actually derived from uh, people or places of historical notability. For instance, if I mentioned a Renaissance character who wields uh, size in an 80s cartoon series, who do you think I'd be talking about? Oh. Were you even born in the 80s? No. Okay. Just checking. Um... Uh. So we're thinking Looney Tunes, right? Not quite. Are we talking comics? And cartoons, predominantly cartoons. There was a fair few movies okay, so made. Medieval, of these. Or I don't know, tell us who. Raphael. Huh? Raphael from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh. Now do you understand where I'm coming from? I'm yeah. getting a feeling that we're going to have a lot of that going on. I, that reaction we, of... Oh. Me and my brother, we used to collect Ninja Turtles, so I don't know how I stopped that up. Don't distract him, he's on a roll. Go for it, what's That's the next fine. one? Okay, so I want you to call in when you think you know the answer. The first one is, what 80s cartoon character equipped with nunchucks also painted the Sistine Chapel? Bing. Kevin. Michelangelo. Correct. <laughs> oh, that was easy. <laughs> oh, I am so slow today. Um, what bold Pixar character was related to one of the first people to walk on the moon? Buzz Lightyear? You are correct, Sparky. That is Buzz Lightyear, named after Buzz Aldrin. Aldrin, of course. Yes. What famous Fox cartoon character derived his name by telling the tragic tale of Helen of Troy? Tick. I'm still interested in how a a, a cartoon character can be related to anyone, but okay. Um, It has the same name. Um, Who who told the story of Helen of Troy? (laughs) Um, I don't know. Which one is Helen of Troy again? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, considering you both don't know, it's Homer. Homer Simpson? Oh, that was bad. That was awful. Okay, Okay, next. Don't even get that one. All right, this one might challenge you then by the sounds of it. What group of cave-dwelling creatures from Marvel Comics could have derived their names from a very famous story about travelling into the future? And there's silence in the studio once more. Uh, I I hate to tell you this, but I'm actually a DC fan, not a Marvel fan, so I'm actually... I'm still a geek, but I get out on this one. <laughs> well, no, you don't. No, I get a point. Oh, you give us a clue. Um, it was based on the H.G. Wells' story of uh, the time machine. Oh, I know, oh. I know this, but I just no, just give me give Morlocks. Me oh, okay. Cool. Oh no, no. Okay, fine. I uh, what dual wielding sword character took its namesake from an arguably historicals or history's first design of a flying machine? Leonardo da Vinci. Correct, Kevin. So I know. I, apparently, I'm really good at ninja, mutant ninja. You know what I mean? Those people. Yeah, Ask those questions more. No. Uh, <laughs> Teenage what? mutant ninja turtles. <laughs> yes, I can say it. I can say it. What evil Disney sorcerer's pet first began his career in Shakespeare's Othello? Ah. Uh. I actually was good at Shakespeare growing up. Who's the sorcerer? Evil sorcerer. From Disney. From Disney. Oh, many of those. I, I'm, I'm Iago. Correct. 
uh, from uh, what was that movie? Um, <coughs> Excuse me, Aladdin. Oh, of course. That's yeah, Iago. I, I was, I was Iago the other one. Was and I actually got that from the Shakespeare reference. But anyway, move on. Wonderful. What animated character travelled great distance, similar to another captain from Jules Verne's Tales? Who's Jules Verne? He's a writer. Ask the question again. What animated character travelled great distance, similar to another captain from Jules Verne's Tales? Well, are you tales? talking under the sea? Literally? I'm leaving that for open Because you could go so many different ways. You could go Aquaman. I'm, so I'm assuming Aquaman. A- Aqua. I can speak tonight. I think. Yes, but not from Aquaman. Jules Verne's Tales. Aquaman is not correct. Oh, I don't know then. Who else was under the sea? I think that was about it, wasn't it? <gasps> it was Ariel, wasn't it? No. Under the sea. A little bit more Ariel's modern than boyfriend? that. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me here. I okay, don't know. The, the clue is 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney. Oh, 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 Finding Nemo. Um, Thank you. Captain Nemo is who I was <sighs> after. Really? These are obscure, Cookie. Well, I actually got that question recently. So <laughs> Congrats. What known cartoon duck played his namesake in a role in a Christmas story? Daffy he played duck. his own role? Daffy Duck. No. What? No, another type of duck that played his own namesake's role. Does that question even make sense? But okay. Um, uh, Donald? Duck. Duck. Um, Donald Duck? duck? No? No, not Famous Donald Duck. Give us another reference. Give us another clue. Come on, something or other. He had... Uh, he'd gone through three ghost stories. Scrooge? Correct. Oh, of course. Scrooge, oh, Scrooge McDuck Scrooge actually McDuck. played Scrooge. Well, we're yes. good with Daffy, kind of. Okay, and for the last question, which I'm hoping you guys get because it should be really easy. What cute trio was named after their original record label's executives? Huey, Dewey, and Louie? Cr- incorrect. Um, Alvin and Chipmunks. Correct. Oh. Alvin, Simon, and Theodore. <laughs> he said three, didn't you? you sa- I Huey, said Dewey, three. and Louie are three. Yes, but they did oh, not get a right. record label, which... Alvin, Simon, and Theodore did. Yeah, but they're fictional characters. Anyway, yes. Okay. Correct. What's the score Don't at tell the, the kiddies that. They're supposed to. They're not, it's like okay, if any kids are actually <laughs> listening to the show, can you just turn the radio onto another station? This well, is actually, a mature show well, only. Well, after, after nine questions <laughs> and two not being correctly answered by either of you, Kevin won by one point. Oh, one point? One point you won by. I think that's a sad, sad I, commentary I, on I, how I, I'm I in know his you, head. But I'm not that kind of a geek. <laughs> well, you're going to have to listen a little bit more often <laughs> to The Covey House here on Joy 94.9. Now, we have a question on The Covey House tonight. It is What is your favorite cardio workout? Fun, sorry, fun. your favourite fun kind. Of, we're, we're trying to get fun examples because um, we've got a su- surprise coming up later in the show. But give your examples of fun. Your, I'm going to speak right tonight. Your favourite fun cardio workout. And there's want to have your say on the Cubby House project? Contact us through Facebook at facebook.com/slash/thecubbyhouse. The Cubby House project on Joy ninety four point nine. And that was Turn Up the Radio by... Uh, no, it wasn't. No, oh, it was. Sorry, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly what's kicking into your brain on, at the moment is an electric stiletto. Excuse me while I turn the page. <laughs> yes, that was Turn Up the Radio by Electric Stiletto. Yes. Now, um, now, just quickly, Sparky, just while we've got you here, what's your attraction to bears? What is it that kind of draws you closer to bears than most other guys? Um, if anything, it'd be like a... I want to be really weird and deep and say it's a issue with personal body because I've, you know, growing up, I struggled to gain weight to any extent and I was always underweight. So I guess I was compensating maybe. 
But at the same time, a lot of the Twinkie guys, some of them can be very, uh, would you say, bland and just boring, or they're just very, you know, obsessed with their appearance. As from what you found, yeah. Okay, yeah. because not all. Yeah, no, 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 no people them, no. that we would automatically assume are Twinks are like that. Yeah, correct. Yes, the reason I ask is um, there are some that would fetishize bears, which is partially why I want to talk about it in this next section. Be careful what you're wearing. You never know what you're asking for here on the Kink Corner. Yes, on the Kink Corner tonight. I deliberately led you into that section, <sighs> Sparky. I'm sorry. Um, because I want to talk about some other definitions. And I'll eventually get to bears, I reckon, Yeah. with, with this list I've got. But um, the first one I've got is automisophilia. Do we have any idea what that might be? given that you actually have that on your notes now rather than me asking you queasy questions. That yeah, yeah, you okay. him a, have you given him a cheat sheet? Well, I have, but he has to define it by his Hold own on, interpretation. I have, the, I have the same cheat sheet. Never mind. Carry you, on. You do. <laughs> Even when looking at it, I have, I have no idea. Wait till he tries to pronounce it. I just did. Oh. <laughs> Clearly you're not with it tonight, Kevin. <laughs> I'm sick of me alone. Okay, for, for those who may have missed it, automisophilia. I'm I'm thinking of just trains and missing people. <laughs> Funny as it might sound, it, it it is defined as being dirty. Now, my interpretation of that would be a physical filth and grime and dirt and that sort of way of thinking. Well, I'm assuming because of the you know <laughs> my cleverness here, but the auto means it's self dirt. Yeah. Potentially, yes. So you get off on your body being dirty, as opposed to other people around you being dirty. Like yes. being on dirty trains. <laughs> maybe, maybe. The other one, which which is then the opposite in some ways of that, is bromidrophilia. <laughs> if I pronounced that correctly. Bro. <laughs> bromidrophilia, which is uh, body smells. So the natural... Um, odors that your body naturally gives off i can understand that one yeah i i still hate up until i started working recently still hated deodorant just because the smell was always just weird okay okay now kevin being the the type of person you are do you tend to i don't like where this is going but continue (laughs) do you tend to run and hide underneath blankets when you hear lightning and thunder or hear thunder see lightning no, I'm the person that runs out into the storm. I love lightning. <laughs> so you must have a touch of chlorophyllia. <laughs> Is that how you would pronounce that word, Kevin? Uh, again, seranophilia. 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 That, right, that is the, the love of thunder and lightning, which Kevin must, seems to have a bit of a touch of. I, uh-huh. I can understand that one definitely. I, I would definitely identify with that one. What about this one? This habit. Dishabliophilia. Dishabliophilia. Okay, if you're going to do this, you need to start practicing these Well, I deliberately broke them up in in hopes that I might actually (laughs) get it right. Yeah, well, it's not working. Dishabliophilia is the undressing in front of someone. So a bit of an exhibitionism element there. Someone who loves strip clubs? (laughs) Perhaps, actually. There's a good one for you. Well, it's undressing in front of someone. So it's... They would be... On the stage, yeah. doing the undressing of themselves, yes. ah. as opposed to going to a strip club and watching someone else. So yes. whoever wants to be a stripper. Exactly. What about ergophilia? I have no idea. 
Okay. Ergophilia. Is that like ergonomic? You get off well, on ergo- <laughs> Oh, that's a fantastically ergonomically designed car. It fits my car. so well. Please take me on it right now. Right now. No. Ergo- ergonomics is basically uh, working. General work. So ergonomic is to help you work better. Ergophilia is your love of work. You just like, off on working. I'm just seeing really weird scenes like, oh, do those accounting books. Yes, that's <laughs> getting me so hot. Do those accounting books. Oh, hey, don't turn my mic off. Well, if you're going to bloody blow the microphone <laughs> up while you're trying to say these things, then I will. Um, oh. What about frigophilia? Cold? Yeah, fridge, cold. Uh, with the first, one, uh, the previous one, is that for like, like that's not liking business suits and stuff, is it? No, no, that's a different element of the the dress of it. Yes, work is just you get off on working. Yeah, so doing housework and that's whatnot. Really dangerous. Fridgeophilia, cold or cold things. So, every anyone ever been into ice play? Nope, can't do it. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Kevin, what do you want to um, explain here? No, but there was a scene that I was hoping to partake of, which involved snow. Oh. Does that count? Yes, snow's cold. Okay, because you see everyone wanting to do it on the beach, and you think sand and grittiness. (laughs) Snow will do it just fine for me, thank you. But do you like the snow because it's cold? Well, actually, the last time I experienced snow was when I was like four years old, so I doubt I was having sexual thoughts at that age. (laughs) Um, But... Now, when I'm much older than four years old, <laughs> um, I, it, it would be interesting. I'd like to give it a go. What's the worst that could happen? Well, frostbite. Freeze <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nuts off? Hydro, uh, hypothermia? Hy- hydrothermia? Hypothermia. Hypothermia. The other one? Yeah, it's okay. Um, now, Kevin, can you say something to me in South African, please? What will you hear? will say. Oh, Leister, Klink, Nessus, and Engelsmann. Jedna. Now, for anybody who might be getting off on that, you're suffering from glossophilia. And what is the definition of that? Getting off on language or speaking. So, you know, all those lovely moves, like, speak Spanish to me, speak French to me. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's that. Getting off on language and gloss. But it's specifically other yeah. languages, right? No, just language in general. Any language. Any language. Any so, language. your own language? <laughs> Potentially. Well, Potentially. it depends on how erotic you find your own language. Yes. I just feel so bad because we're on radio and it's a talk show. Well, <laughs> I suppose there may be some people listening right now that suffer from this and yes. may be lo- loving my voice as deep as it is. Now, what about um, alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon? I, I'm saying these because the next one and the last one of this list to date is um, Greek works or scientific terms, which is mm-hmm. described as Hellenographia. Hellenographia. See, I like smart guys, but when they, but the whole them just saying smart things. Eh. <laughs> really? I, I but w- think about it. How much does dumb? Because I can speak properly. How much do dumb guys when they talk just turn you off? Like really, really hot. Opens his mouth, and there's just yeah, nothing. Yeah, I'd rather have the the clever guy. Actually, no, I'd no, I'd no, rather no. have a guy with soul. I should say. Oh no, I, I like them clever, but you know them speaking cleverly. For me, it's a point of can they speak at your level or do they speak over your head or do you have to dumb yourself down to communicate with them? Okay, I think at this point I need to call... Is that it? Have we gone through all the the, the cheat sheet things? Yes, I've I've done for tonight. Thank you. I've got it off my chest. 
<laughs> and Don't then he glare goes, at me like that. <laughs> you will, you were about to say something, and then you cough. Congratulations. Quite, yeah. I just wanted the only thing I wanted to do was a quick shout out to uh, Mason, who has actually added us on Twitter and is chatting to us. Excellent, thank you very much, Mason. Those people that haven't realised we are on Twitter now, you can follow us on the Cubby House. And thank you to the twenty people who have joined <laughs> since last week. Yes, we love you all. And it's a start. We're still building on that media, so. And on John 94.9, we have a question for you here on the Cubby House tonight. We'd like your answer to. We'd like to know, what's your favourite fun cardio workout? You can check out our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash the Cubby House. And now I think it's time Kevin would like to explain something in our segment. Exploring the world, keeping you jacked in and turned on. That's right. Get your geek on. Your intro of that always sounds so dirty, Cookie. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Actor James Van Der Beek has criticised US television reliance on ratings, calling the system antiquated. He made the comments after revealing on Twitter that his sitcom, I'm going to say this as politely as I can, Don't Trust the Beep in Apartment 23 has been cancelled midway through its second series. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, one of my favourite series has been cancelled, and I'm very unhappy. My life is over. Uh, it's not that bad. Apparently, low viewing figures were behind ABC's decision to cancel it. The problem with this is that the current method of measuring audience figures does not take into account alternatives, such as live viewing, uh, sorry, alternatives to live viewing, such as video on demand. Um, as he says, I know most of you watched us on your own time and platform, and that the competitive network scheduling game is irrelevant to you. Um, but network TV is a business dictated by Nielsen ratings, and while that's an antiquated business model, it's the only one that they've got. So that works is the um, Nielsen ratings are audio, audience measurement systems, which are developed by the Nielsen company, obviously in order to uh, determine audience size and composition of television programming in, in the United States. And the way they, they do this is by two ways. The first one is that they've actually got viewers' diaries, so they get people that are in the target, target, target audience. I can speak tonight. Target audience to fill in a diary and actually send it back to the company. And by this, they actually say who's watched the show, etc., etc., etc. The other way is called set meters. These are small little devices connected to the televisions in selected homes that gather viewing habits of the home and transmit this information back to the company. Now, in 2005, the company also started tracking um, digital video recordings such as TiVo, or you know any of those delayed ones, so that you can you can watch it. Yep. When the series, uh, sorry, when the first series of Apartment Twenty Three began last April, the pilot episode was watched by six point nine one million people, while the rest of the season drew audiences of between four point seven three million and six point four million. The second series began with four point two million, but it slumped as low as one point seven million after it was moved to a Sunday from its usual Tuesday night time slot. Now, this is important because they moved the time slot into, or moved the show into a new time slot, killed the, the ratings on the actual show, and then axed the show. Well, did they have a reason to move it to that time slot, or was it just mere programming choice? Did they explain that? No idea. There was no reason given for why they did it. Um, but essentially, after only 11 episodes into the season, they have decided to not even bother airing the last eight episodes of the season. So we don't actually get to see what happens. However, Van Der Beek did tweet, 
Sad to say, ABC has pulled Apartment 23 and will not be airing the eight remaining episodes anytime soon. Um, he has asked, please do not have a go at ABC, though. Um, he respects them for at least giving it a shot. And that was an article on bbc.co.uk. Fair call. Like, unfortunately, with TV series, they only tend to take into account the country they're airing most of the time, aren't they? Uh, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. They also um, don't take into account things like iTunes or digital downloads. Mm-hmm. Um, any of the iView, for instance, like we have here in Australia, they don't take into account those. It's literally just who was watching it at the time. And it's all based on the advertising that's done during that time slot. So it has nothing to do with you know the amount of people that are actually watching the actual show itself. It's how many people the adverts get to. So some of the most amazing TV series get moved around and cancelled. Um, one of the most famous ones, of course, being Firefly. Oh. Yes. All the good ones always get axed. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate. And, of course, the Playboy Club was also ca- axed after, what, four shows? What's the play? I'm, I'm, I'm almost hesitant to ask. Um, it was a great series set in, I think, ninety the early Playboy history. So I think it was the 1960s. And... A little murder, murder mystery, and it lasted about four episodes before they axed it. British or American? American. Oh, okay. I'll give it a go. It was a really good series, but uh, no, only four episodes. And it got axed. It was really successful. So well, we're taking that as a recommendation from Sparky to go find out? Uh, it's just disappointment because it ends at four episodes. Yeah, okay. see, I, a lot of these times I don't actually end up watching the series until it gets through a few seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but Apartment 23 was amazing. If you do have the opportunity, please watch it. It is a fantastic series. It just came out of nowhere. Really good. So good. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Kevin, for another wonderful bit of news there. Yes, Kevin? I'm saying nothing. Yes, you're just looking at me with great intent. I'm trying really hard not to cough. Yes, yes, yes. Well, while you're clearing your lungs out, I would like to ask Sparky, who's joined us here on the Cubby House tonight on Joy 94.9, uh, Midsummer Mooning, which we had mentioned last week, you at the almost last minute decided you wanted to enter as a contestant. Uh, yes, I I was thinking about it the night before, and I thought, oh no, it'd be too late. What? Closer to your mic, Close. please, dear. Uh, yes. Um, and yeah, I ended up there. Is that a little bit better? Just yeah. <laughs> okay. I I ended up uh, emailing them that morning, um, yep. and halfway through the day, I was. An official contestant. Okay, so what what prompted you to actually decide to go and do it? Get your bare bare bum on stage. (laughs) Well, I've been trying to get into a whole lot. I've I've been trying to get out there more this year, just as my New Year's resolution, which so far I'm following. Good, good. Um, Well, parts of you are out there now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, you know, know, jump in the deep end maybe a little bit. And I thought, you know, why not? And at the time of signing up, I had no idea what it was. (laughs) Okay. Okay, fair enough. So, what was it like before you actually went on stage, behind the scenes? What was going on for you? Just imagine eight guys in a room, all wondering what the hell is going on. So, none of you had any idea what was about to come? No. (laughs) Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So... When it started going through the segments, for those who haven't been, it has three sections to it. The first one's the wet jock competition. The second one is the bare ass competition. And the third one is a comedian. Now, through all these sections, there is a rapid 
uh, auction items that uh, get donated monies go to the David Williams Fund. Um, but for the contestants, they have this huge wall and I'm calling it a glory hole, but it's a bit bigger than that. And there's a it, door... It's that, a glory hole. It's the, it fits the definition, kind of. It, it, it's like it's a, a little big, isn't it's, it? It's, it's, a, I mean, it's a square no, cut. No, the, it's a circular kind oh, of window okay, size um, hole which people can put their crotches or their bums in, in depending on which of the yeah. sections they are. So... All the audience ever sees is either a shot of the crotch or a shot of the bum. They don't see anything above or below that area. Up until the winner. Well, the winner actually then comes out and receives the award. So you see the, the winner in all their glory with a jock on. Uh, yeah, sadly. <laughs> but for the rest of the contestants, we don't actually see what's going on behind stage. So I'm presuming you kind of helped each other prepare for the next section coming up? Well, at the start, we're all a bit nervous and wondering what's going on. Uh, we, all, Pretty much all the details were is just basic steps of, you know, wet jock and everything. So we all got into our white, un- white jocks and underwear. Mm-hmm. Um, then they kind of uh, pass us along as we're, because we have to go around the back of, uh, around the, back of the lead um, into this little door at the back. Um, and then run outside for about two or three metres, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's fun. I've so they, they wrap towels around us and push us through. And oh, it's very, you know, paparazzi. Oh, oh yeah. It is. Yeah. Very much so. Um, and then we're just in this little room waiting for our turn, waiting for Dean to hurry up. <laughs> Dan Arcuri, who was the host. You yes. Mean? Yes, yes. 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 So you basically, you, you put your white jock on, you, you stick your crotch in it, and then the judges have a squirt gun and they squirt you with it? Yeah, and it, it's really bad because you, uh, you expect you can't see anyone, but you can actually see right just over the top a little bit. There's a little gap between the wood pieces. Yeah, there. You, you see just over, over the top, and of course, you watch everything, and it's just suddenly... <gasps> Cold, cold, cold. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. And then, obviously, the, the bum comes out later on, which yeah. you did something different compared to the rest of your competitors? Uh, yes, I was the uh, last Please time. tell me there was no rubber chicken. No, no rubber <laughs> no, chicken involved. Okay. No, no we, we were warned specifically about that. Um, and we'll leave it at that. So what did you do? Uh, I had a tail in. It's a butt plug tail. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. So uh, did you kind of feel like you connected with the guys who you competed with afterwards or not? Oh, uh, yeah, it was good. We were very nervous after the um, uh, first round, but um, after that, we got a lot closer, you know. Okay. And we're helping each other, you know, uh, for the comedian thing, we're helping, like, uh, uh, drawing all the uh, drawing all the stuff on each other's asses. <laughs> Would you recommend other people get involved? Oh, it's fun. Okay. Yes, awesome. definitely. So that was a yes. So yes. yes. <laughs> all right, so next year, what are you looking forward to seeing as maybe a crowd contestant? Crowd, crowd. Oh no! If I can, I'm going to enter again. Oh, okay, you're going back in. All right. Oh no, no, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to try again. <laughs> there you go. For those people that missed him this year, you can catch him next year. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Sparky. We'll be back a little bit later to have a bit more of a chat with you of other things, and well as Colin from Bruce Bears will be joining us on the phone here on the Cubby House. You should know better than this, Kevin. <laughs> How many years have you been doing it? I'm being distracted. There's a very spunky man on the phone. What? There's a very spunky man on the phone. Hello, Colin. You're on the air, Colin. You can speak. 
Hello. Sorry, I was actually turning off my Joy 949 app on my phone. It kept on playing in my ear. <laughs> and now, have you texted us in on that app for the question we're running tonight, sir? Sorry, sorry. Have you that. answered the question that we're asking tonight? What is your favourite fun cardio work exercise? Oh, no, I haven't answered it yet, but I would have to answer that with, and this is going to sound incredibly girly and not bear-like at all, um, is stage shows. I perform in stage shows an awful lot, and because I tend to have a little bit of rhythm and no music, I always end up as a dancer. So, <laughs> And I always end up lifting girls up and working way too hard and getting very exhausted. So that's probably my fun cardio activity. You're right. That sounds so girly. Yeah, so, <laughs> it does it, sound it, incredibly girly. If, if you want to prove to us that not all of us are that queenie and girly, uh, <laughs> please SMS in 0427JOY949 or email onair at joy.org.au or you can join the Facebook page facebook.com forward slash the cubby house and answer that question for yourself but now colin um you've got some exciting news we've got a new committee in brisbane don't we i do i do uh november saw us uh, our annual agm occur um where we wrapped up last year and voted in a new committee which um is when i happen to be lucky enough to be voted in as the new president of brisbane congratulations thank you um okay. it'll be a big fuse to fill graham rose Warren, our previous president was long-standing and has done a fantastic job with brisbane's obviously bringing it to where it is today um so but we have uh, several new committee members uh we welcome back mark brims um he was a prior president uh we also bring alex look on as our treasurer um, we welcome a new member, Aidan Farnsworth, on as our secretary. Uh, Kieran Munn, who you all know very well from ah, the Act of Cubby, um, is our events coordinator again this year. Um, and Vince Siciliani steps on taking care of all of our supporters and donations. Um, and we have some sad news. David Langdale, who is a long-term Brisbane member, is actually relocating to Sydney this month. Um, and we lose him off the committee. Oh. So, well, so, um, you should still leave him on the committee, even though he's down there. Um, we actually have a rule in our committee that you must be able to attend at least 80% of events and meetings. I'm guessing via um, Skype doesn't count? No, apparently not. <laughs> I'm a bit of a hard-ass like that. Oh, fair um, enough, fair enough. And we've also recently lost Peter Stapleton, a long-term secretary, um, to go and do some personal ventures of his own. So um, we've lost a couple, and we're looking for more committee members. So if there's any Brisbaneites listening, give me a holler if you're interested. That's right. Just just use our show to advertise. That's fine. Well, well, while you're at it, why don't you tell us how they can get in contact with you? No, no, no. We'll leave that to later. So this new committee, this fantastic new committee, what events do you have coming up? I think you have a dead night coming up, don't you? Uh, we do. Well, our regular dead night for the third Saturday of every month. Um, and the fifth Saturday, if one exists, which is more of a dancing bears night, so just a fun night. But the most notable coming up is in March, March 16th. Um, is So it's two den nights away. Um, however, it is going to be our first March underbear. Um, so our first Ooh. underbear for the year up here in Brisbane. Which for those that don't understand is an underwear party, obviously. <laughs> yes, so a compulsory underwear party. No one can come in without it, unlike many of our other themes up here um, I, where I, I it hope, is optional. I hope people are wearing cho- socks and shoes at the same time. Well, you have to wear socks and shoes. Well, of course, you have to wear socks and shoes, but I was more speaking in the fact that you must be in your underwear. You can't come in unless you're going to strip off to that underwear. Do long johns count as underwear? 
Um, yes, so long as they're skin <laughs> tight, Kevin, and we all know you love your long jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I'm and often the underwear seen in as them. Well. Often seen in them. All right, so <laughs> that was March the 16th? That is March the 16th from 8pm at the Sportsman's Hotel, our regular meeting place. And you have a very exciting announcement coming up on that day as well, don't you? I do. So March the 16th will also be the launch of our Northern Exposure event this year. So for those who are not sure what Northern Exposure is, it is the Vic Bears equivalent of their um, Southern Hibernation. We have Northern Exposure. Um, and this is actually moving into the 20th year of Grizz Bears. Wow. Um, so we are the second oldest club in Australia. Perth, unfortunately, beats us by two and a half months. Those buggers all the way over there. <laughs> we love um, our Perth brothers, of course. <laughs> we do. Um, but it is our 20th year this year. And um, to celebrate, we are actually extending Northern Exposure um, and adding some events in and changing the format oh. uh, for some celebrations. So I can't give too much away. Can you let uh, at least one thing slip? One thing, Slip, I will let Slip that we are going to be starting a week earlier than we usually do. Oh, oh, that means I might actually a, be able to make it because usually it falls on my birthday weekend. Yeah, that's cookie because it's all about you. All right, so <laughs> what are the dates of next? Um, oh, I've got to get this right because I get yelled at when I call it Nexpo. Where, what are the dates anyway. of next? <laughs> Uh, next 2013 will commence on Saturday, October the 12th, and we'll finalise up on Sunday the 20th of October. Uh, that still runs in cohesion with my birthday, sorry, I can't Well, come. can't you come and just celebrate your birthday here, Cookie? No, because it's my 30th, so I've already got uh, big plans down here. Oh, well, that's unacceptable. And you're going to well, have none of your friends there because they're all going to be at Northern Exposure, <laughs> obviously. Yes, all three of them. Um, and where can people find oh, more information? <laughs> Sorry, couldn't thank resist. You, thank you for adding yourself in that circle there. <laughs> you're killing me, Cookie. <laughs> all right, where can people find out more information? Um, as always, you can find information on our website, which is www.brisbears.org.au. Um, along with that, we have our Facebook group or Facebook page, both of them under Briz Bear Social Club Incorporated. Uh, so just search them. We're the only ones there. So there's the group or the page. And also keep in, um, keep in mind, and we will share a link to it when it's up and running, is Northern Exposure's website, which we www.next. 2013.com uh, Currently not up at the moment but so just keep that one in mind we will send that out via Facebook and email and all the rest and if you do want to jump on our mailing list anyone can join just jump on our website fill in your details and we'll start mailing you on a monthly basis Excellent Well thank you very much for joining us tonight No problems Thank you gentlemen Always a pleasure to talk to you boys Excellent Have a good night Okay bye And for the last few more minutes on the Cubby House before we're joined by the Vixen Hour, we've been asking the question this hour, what is your favourite fun cardio workout? Now, first of all, why are we posing this question quickly, Kevin? Uh, it's a subliminal plot because we're going to get you to give you all your ideas to us. And then, in the next couple of weeks, Cookie and I are embarking on an adventure <laughs> where every week we're going to do one of these exercises okay so it doesn't stop tonight you can give us all your ideas can continue to give them to us because cookie and i'll be subjecting each other to it well you subjecting me more so <laughs> than anything else so yes. sparky first of all what's your fun cardio workout well 
I don't know if we've mentioned this, uh, as a pup, you know, I like balls and stuff, and I love dodgeball. Oh, I, really? It, it's one of those sad little um, schoolyard games, I know, but... You're going to invite people to throw balls at Cookie and I? Yes. Kevin, I'm sure there's a whole plethora of people who'd be really willing to throw balls at you very, very hard. Yeah, you first. Um, <laughs> pick a number. Okay, so we've got dodgeball. Yes. Uh, we've had Marcus on our Facebook page say he'll avoid the sexual reference and go for jogging. Well done. <laughs> Having said that, sex as a point, it's like, yes, that's fine, but if you can go full on, hard on for a whole hour, totes to you. Well, apparently Peter from Brisbane, active cubby, writes in saying that it burns 360 calories. <laughs> nice, nice. Congrats. Um, but so far our list includes yoga, bowling, aqua aerobics, archery, and now dodgeball. <laughs> So Thank please. you. Thank you. So keep, yes. keep throwing your ideas to us. We are available through Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Cubby House. We're also on Twitter at The, the Cubby, Cubby House. House. So you can follow us on that. So from now, good night from me, Cookie. And good night from me, Kevin. Thank you very much, Sparky. My pleasure. Follow me around. And we'll be back next week. Stay tuned for the Victor Hour coming up right after us. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.